right, everybody. This is week number three. Number three. And we are really excited. Mm. This week, we are coming to you to talk about the issue of forgiveness. forgiveness. Now, you might think that's a straightforward topic. The Bible says to forgive. Of course, you're supposed to forgive. Mm-hmm. However... I would challenge us all to rethink the concept of forgiveness to a much deeper subject matter than just uh, somebody offended me, and so I need to forgive them. Right. I'm just not going to think about it anymore. And uh, forgive and forget. Right. The the forgive, and some people, I will forgive but not forget. Mm-hmm. Is that forgiveness? Is that really is forgiveness? That forgiveness? Um, is it forgiveness to uh, say, well, I don't want to think about it? But I'll just deal with it before the Lord um, mm. or the issues of real, actual equality issues that come before us on a daily basis. Many of us right. don't talk about or are eager to talk about, but don't have a partner to talk with mm-hmm. regarding issues of social justice. Now, is social justice biblical justice? Mm. And how do we equate this in the realm of forgiveness? Right. How does the believer appropriate um the justice issues when our call as as Christians is to forgive. Does forgiving mean not talking about it? How does forgiveness look in a situation like that? <laughs> uh, there's a lot of questions <laughs> we're not really getting to anything. <laughs> so instead of spending the first two minutes just on throwing out questions, I want to talk to you first, uh, Kimberly. I want to ask you a question. I want to ask you to bring a quick definition for me. I had a okay. feeling. I, I know you that. know me in definitions. I love definitions. <gasps> I love. I just love to pull. And you love to surprise me with yeah, definitions. Yeah, I do. Questions. I like to surprise you. Just so y'all know, we don't script any of this. We basically right. pray, ask Jesus what to talk about. This is live, folks. And then we come together. <laughs> this is usually in like one or one one take is what how we do this. So. So if y'all wondering, oh, they just thought that like, no, 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 we didn't, you know, we didn't do this ahead right. of time. We don't snip and clip. It's no. one solid it's stream. One of solid stream. Lord Jesus, please so you, speak. So you, <laughs> so you get all the, all the, the crazy and and the good. But um, anyways, I want to ask you a quick definition because I think when people think of the issue of forgiveness or or struggle with forgiveness. They don't really understand the concept behind what it means to have biblical forgiveness. And, I don't, and as much teaching as the Bible has on the subject of forgiveness, as many times as, you know, we quote scriptures in church regarding the issue of forgiveness. And there, I mean, don't get me wrong. There are some very good teachers that have d- delved deep into this subject matter that I highly respect. And just a quick shout out. Mm. Uh, if y'all haven't gotten the book, by John Bevere, The oh, Bait yeah. of Satan. The Bait of Satan. Go yeah. get that book. It's all about the issue of forgiveness and it is powerful. Uh, but I want to ask you a question. Will you give to us a quick summation of what it means to have biblical forgiveness? Biblical forgiveness. All right, quick, quick version. I just want to talk about what that word forgive is. For example, when Jesus uses it on the Sermon on the Mount. Right. And he talks about how we are called to forgive. And if we don't forgive, we won't be forgiven by the Father. But if we do forgive others or trespasses, we will be forgiven by the Father. Yes. That is uh, Matthew 6, my loved ones, 6, 14, and 15, where Jesus goes into that. And so it literally means to to let go. Not just to let go, but to... it. 
part of the word means like to abandon. Mm-hmm. It's like to push it away, give it away, let it go, abandon it. Um, other ways to look at it would be to wipe it clean as if you were washing something away. But it really has a sense of putting off of oneself, which I think gives us insight into why God calls us to forgive. There's multiple layers to that. Mm-hmm. But it really has a sense of I'm pushing it away. I'm getting it off of me, out of my life. I'm giving it up. I'm abandoning it. I'm walking away from it. Um, there's a there's an absolute nature to the word forgive, for sure. In okay. The Bible. No, I, I, I completely agree. Then it, for me, it begs the question, what... When he, we talk, okay, there's an app. There's there's a there's a totality, a full kind of round, a sphere. It's like there's no there's no hiding in the forgiveness. Right. It's it's a whole thing. There's no such thing as um, we can't say that we've forgiven if we've partially done it. Right. Um, is certainly not something where we don't speak a certain way. Not saying bad things doesn't mean forgiving. Right. It really has to do with really giving it away for example giving it into god's hands and completely removing ourselves from holding it at all the whatever the offense or issue is that we're forgiving so let me give you an example and i'd love for you to tell me how someone should forgive and this won't be a hard one you know we'll, we'll get to the hard ones later but i'm at i'm at a workplace i have a co-worker who's been extremely mean and rude to me on a consistent basis. And I've really, in my estimation, have done nothing wrong. Mm. Um, and we've all had bad coworker experiences. Yeah. So we, we can all kind of relate here. Right. But this person will continually go behind your back, try to talk to your boss about what you're not doing, you know, mm. all that stuff. Yeah. Just all so that instigation. It's almost that. like a continual antagonizing. Mm-hmm. So how would you say that person should forgive? Well, we, we're already entering into a little bit of the depth of forgiveness because right away now I have to bring up the point already that the way we go about forgiving. No, let's try to be more clear. There's scriptural context for forgiving believers and scriptural context for forgiving unbelievers. All right. I was hoping you'd say that. We are called to forgive both. Mm-hmm. But what we do in response to being antagonized mm-hmm. by a believer is different than what we do when we're being when we're feeling antagonized by, say, an unbeliever at work. All right. So. Right. So. So right away off the bat, I'm going to assume that this person is not a member of my church, mm-hmm. that we have not had some nice, joyful or deep talks about Jesus Mm-hmm. I don't know them as a brother or sister in Christ. Okay? Because that changes the way I deal with it. Sure. Um, just at work, right away, we already know that Jesus calls us to forgive. That God calls us to forgive. And he calls us to remember who we are in that context. Meaning, this person could straight up be just some kind of spiritual warfare assignment meant to get me distracted get my mind off God, get me all worked up. Maybe this is just, this. We, I got to remember, this is how the flesh works. This is how, this is the nature of the spirit of this age. Competition, mm-hmm. jealousy, envy, mm-hmm. backbite. I mean, this is pride. just, pri- you know, pride, arrogance. That's how all that stuff works. So um, in addition to doing what I can do, meaning 
Sometimes when somebody is antagonizing us, there might only be 10% truth to what they're saying. But I'm definitely going to listen for even what that 10% is. Mm-hmm. Because if there is something I can do to tighten up my ship at work, I should do that. Right. But Or in life. or it, Whatever it is. Yeah. But we're just talking about at work with this person. Sure. But whatever it is in life, because sometimes there's a little bit of truth. The enemy loves to take a little truth and twist it into a lie. You know, if you can find a little truth in that antagonizer, good. I, I didn't have to pay somebody. What Mike Bickle say? I didn't yeah. have to pay a consultant to tell me that. Since <laughs> you told me that, you just saved me some money. I love Mike Bickle. Uh, he calls it, what does he call it? Free, uh, free advice free or free ad- counsel right. or something it's like, like that. Free counsel. Unsolic- <laughs> unsolicited, but yet Unsolicited free, free, free counsel. Free counsel. Uh, but, but right away, you know, the scripture is very clear. I need to forgive them. And I may need to, depending on the situation, talk to my boss. And say, hey, I've noticed that this keeps happening. I want you to know X, Y, and Z maybe isn't true. Um, And I'm going to go out of my way to make sure that you get the emails or you get copies of documents so you can see that I'm doing. So now you're talking about being above reproach. Yeah. So so the response is not that I'm going to go after an unbeliever who may or may not even understand what I'm talking about. Maybe gossip is just the way they do life. Sure. But my no matter what it is. Here's the overall, because now I've tried to get too specific. So can I round it up, family listening to the podcast? Here's what you need to do. One, you're going to forgive them. Two, you're going to go to the Lord with a heart that says, I choose to forgive them because you've forgiven me by the blood of Jesus. I'm going to just apply it to my own heart. Give me grace, God, to let this go and forgive and walk in love. I need to show them Christ's love when I'm persecuted I need, to, I need to walk in in Romans 12, 14, which says, bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. So I'm going to go ahead and say, you know what? I'm going to show blessing because I really want this person to see Christ more than I want to feel right at work. Mm-hmm. But the only way I'm going to get back to that heart posture is if I first go into prayer and forgive them. Mm-hmm. And then we can talk to Holy Spirit about some creative things I can do to resolve the situation. Because in every instance, it might be different. Maybe I talk to the person. Maybe. Not always. Especially not angry before I forgave them. That ain't going to do nothing. (laughs) But maybe after I've chosen to forgive them and to love and bless them, maybe God will lead me to have some specific things that I could say to help them. Maybe it's a miscommunication or a misunderstanding. Maybe someone told them something about me that they believe. And I don't even know that's part of their thought process. Maybe I should be talking to my boss. Maybe I'm actually slipping on my job and I didn't realize I was being a little lazy. And they're adding extra to it. But really, I need to repent what I'm doing. Maybe, 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 maybe. There's a lot of maybes. But one thing's for sure. We go to the Lord. We take him our offense, our hurt, mm-hmm. our, the feeling of betrayal or whatever. Mm-hmm. We choose to forgive them. Remember Romans 12, 14. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Mm-hmm. We want to come at it from a Christ-like perspective so that the testimony of Jesus isn't mocked in our workplace because we went off cussing somebody out right if at all possible right (laughs) okay well i want to we're gonna get into the issue of cursing in another podcast because i mean right and by the when i said bless and do not curse i didn't just mean profanity i meant the spirit of cursing someone right 
But also, the Bible says, let no profane language come out of your mouth. So, separately, I'm saying the point is we don't go off in a fit of anger. Right. But that we could pull back and forgive and then get with the Lord and maybe even some godly brothers and sisters and talk about the situation and say, now, what can I do? What is God saying for me to do in this scenario? Yeah. And the one thing I will add to what you're saying that that uh, that I know is in your heart because we talk about it all the time, but you didn't say clearly is pray for that person. Yes. Yes. Thank so, you. Absolutely. It's important that we enter into the place of prayer. Yeah. Um, the Bible is clear praying for those right. that, that have, that have cursed us or, you know, persecuted us or whatever. Yeah. Um, praying for absolutely. And I think Romans 14 doesn't say that specifically, but 12, 14, but I, I, I believe that's part of the spirit of blessing them is to bless them by praying for, praying them, for them, speaking blessing and speaking blessing directly to yeah. them and doing things that bless them. I think all of that's in there. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go into that passage of scripture probably a little bit later. Cause I want to pull some more things out of this particular context because that talks about feeding them Mm -hmm. and giving them things to drink. Romans 12 is great. Romans 12 is a killer, man. (laughs) Romans 12 is a killer. But uh, that thing will kill your flesh so fast. I mean, it's like you, you know where you stand in the issue of forgiveness, whether you are, whether you are going to be obedient or disobedient. Mm. Pretty clear. It's like, it's, it's like, uh, if you're not sure whether or not you've forgiven, Romans 12 might help you discover right. whether or not you are there or not. It's like, yep, yeah, no, Jesus, I need help. Yeah, uh, help me. especially the second half. Right. Oh, it's going to get, it's, it's good. It's really good. But I want to pull Thank a couple you, of things. I want to pull a couple of things out of there that you were talking about um, because you're saying forgive, you know, we need to forgive and do this, forgive and do that, forgive and do that. Well, I want to talk about the forgive portion because I want to make clear what that forgiveness is yeah so previously you said forgiveness biblically is a holistic form of letting go Mm -hmm. but what does holistically letting go look like because when i counsel people on the issue of forgiveness i find that there's i get that but yeah so what what is what does it mean to holistically let something go Mm mm-hmm and apply that letting go to your heart posture before the Lord. You know, even as you ask that, there's some books that come to mind. But because I don't have their the author and stuff set up, if anybody wants to email to get that, I'll definitely send you some books that say it with more words. If you want to just kind of meditate on it in addition to the beta segment. But um, it is. It's something. It really is something. Forgiveness isn't the same each time. Um, Thank you. It's it's different. I'm so hoping you're going to say something like that. (laughs) It's different based on the different situations and what has happened. And I know there's a lot to say, so I'm just going to say some things, and we'll see where the Lord leads us. Let's be succinct. But he... Forgiveness should go as deep as the offense has gone. So if we are wounded deeply and then we go, you know what? In Jesus' name, I forgive. It doesn't even matter. There's a good chance all we did was push it out of our mind. Right. Because we didn't go as deep into the process of forgiveness as the wound went. 
Come on. in our life. So if you're in a relationship where you get very wounded for, let's say you get very wounded for five years. Okay. Five years of deep wounding. Um, and then you spend a month angry after it's over. And at the end of the month, you go, you, go, you know what? I'm too blessed to be stressed. You know, is that, <laughs> oh, you know, that phrase or, you know what? I'm just, nope, I'm done. Forget it. I forgive them. And you never think about it again. Most likely in a few months or years or less, um, you're going to find that you still have triggers that cause you to be very reactive to anything that reminds you of that of that period of time because you didn't actually go in and deal with the things that hurt you. So forgiveness means and I like we like to do it in prayer because we are Christians. Sure. It's not that it can't be done in a conversation with another person or with a counselor sometimes we need help like inner healing help with Mm -hmm. a pastor or something but it looks like being before god and saying this person did this it made me feel like this and and depending on how long it's gone this is the fruit it's born in my life now i look at my identity this way and i treat people this way and i can't trust but whatever it is and looking at what happened and how it made you feel and the fruit of it, the damage it caused in your life. And you take all of that into account when you decide that I forgive them. Meaning I don't want them to pay for this. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see them hurt the way I was hurt. I don't want bad things to now happen to them because I feel like they caused something bad to happen to me. I don't want to see investments they've made or business ventures or children have bad things happen to them because of the bad things that happened to me. It means I'm not going to get any sense of satisfaction out of them getting into a car accident. You know what I'm talking about? Or any mm-hmm. bad thing that might befall them. It means, but and it's not easy. It has to be gone. It has to go deep. And sometimes we have to choose it again and again and again over a period of time. Mm. And it gets easier as we do that. But it means that we want what we want for them lines up with what God wants for them. And we do not add to it a little bit of revenge, which we call justice. It means we really we want peace. We want joy. We want love. We want salvation. We don't want them to have the penalty. And as long as we can still feel in us a desire for them to pay the penalty, we know that we haven't forgiven because Mm. a person who's forgiven doesn't then also pay. Come on. If your debt's forgiven, you don't also have to pay some of the debt. Not even half of it, not even some of it. If it's forgiven, you owe nothing. So this is now becoming a partaker of the divine nature. Yes. So, so because I wanted to touch on this, I'm glad you touched on it. I mean, even though you didn't say it explicitly, I, this is I'm loving this one today. <laughs> it's because because this is for me. <laughs> I'm saying, hey, come on, Jesus, glory. go deep. <laughs> I'm yes. for real because 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 forgiveness isn't a moment. You know, it's it's not mm-hmm. something that just all of a sudden, poof, okay, I've forgiven. Yeah. It's a continual renewal process. It's a renewing of the mind. It's it's being before the Lord. It's being humble and teachable. So being a partaker of the divine nature, wanting nothing ill, because the scripture is very clear that he ho- wishes that all would come to know him. Because he wishes that no one would be, have to be punished by hell. That's right. That no one would have to go to that place that was never meant for man in the first place. Mm-hmm. That was meant for Satan and his angels. Yeah. So so his desire is that debts would be forgiven. Hence, his son coming to display himself on the cross, beaten, bruised, cut open, mm-hmm. naked, and, and, and made a spectacle of so that we could be partakers of 
of the divine nature, sons of God, forgiven for eternity, with him forever, as it was in the beginning, as his mm. desire, as, as, as he desired it would be. I, so what you're saying, that part of the key issue of forgiveness is getting a picture of the grand scheme. This, mm. is, not, this is not just about one person. Yes. Though it is about one person. It's more than just about one person. This is I am wanting to be like him. Mm-hmm. The yes. beholding and the becoming like him. That my mind needs to be transformed, my heart needs to be purified, mm-hmm. and I need to display Christ in the earth. And yeah. because I love him, I need to give them the same forgiveness that I've been given, even though they might not know him, even though they've done me wrong, even though they've uh, ruined my name, might curse my Lord, might desire to see me die, mm-hmm. yeah. no matter what the situation is. My desire is that he be glorified and yeah. that my conduct must reflect such. Yes. So I'm just I'm just so grateful that you brought that up. That was a little bit of a preaching moment. Sorry, y'all. No, no, let but, it out. <laughs> the word must be spoken. Come on. But so then forgiveness because becomes a part of the sanctification process. Yeah. Would, would you say that? That part of part of sanctifying ourselves in Christ. So there's, it's there's, forgiving, absolutely. It's, forgiving. it's part of the initial, and and to remain sanctified, we must continue to forgive as things come up. Because we can be sanctified and set apart. Come on, now we can be sanctified and set apart and given and full of the Spirit, and then let unforgiveness take place in us and develop into bitterness, and we might look up and find that we are no longer sanctified. Come on, we are no longer living in the sanctification. Bible says, if you don't forgive. You will, you will not, not be, be forgiven. forgiven. So um, it's a continual process. There, you know, being sanctified, that is set apart is all that means. Being set apart in Christ and letting him, because the word church, the ecclesia, it means to be called out. It means the called ones who are, mm-hmm. who are, who've been called in it. It has something to do with being sent, but it also has a lot to do with being removed from one thing and brought into another. Yeah. And part of that is a multiple continual processes through which we continue to grow closer to God and continue to choose him over and over again. And forgiveness is a big one. Yeah. Forgiveness is a big one. I just feel led of the Lord to say something, and this is going to sound crazy and it might sound crazy. It might, and Hey, look, if I'm wrong, Lord, forgive me, but I don't feel like I'm wrong at all. Actually, I know I'm not wrong, but if you feel like I'm wrong, you can operate in forgiveness. <laughs> Sorry. I had, got to I had to say it. Um, but, the audacity of the level of forgiveness that we're supposed to operate in as believers. It is not logical. It is, it, it, it's not something that can come from the mind. Yes. This is something that has to be supernaturally worked through. Yes. And so it has to be said because I think that people approach forgiveness from this mental perspective, like, yeah, all right. Mm-hmm. I get I get what you're saying. All right, I'll forgive him. It's like, no, no, no. My husband. My <laughs> husband, my hold on now. <laughs> I kid you not. Because when you were talking, I was feeling led to bring out the difference between humanistic forgiveness. Thank you. Okay. And when we're about it, so when you say, oh, yes, that is right. <laughs> because, because we are talking about Jesus. We're talking about Christianity, biblical yeah, Christianity. Right, right, right. So we our whole life, well, if if you've been born again, if you have actually 
died to one life and been born again into another life by Christ in Christ Jesus, mm-hmm. then all of this is about pleasing him. All of this is about growing up into the image of the firstborn brother. Right. You know, who is Jesus, the firstborn yeah. from the dead, yeah. you know, all of that. He is, this, the Bible says, we don't know exactly what we're going to be, but we know we're going to be like him. Right. And everything becomes about living in the divine nature more Come and on. more and taking yeah. on the, 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 the identity that he's given us is so much more than we've ever seen or thought of. Right. The only real example we have is Jesus. Right of what it is that we're supposed to be living like. And I feel like there's lies of the enemy that has robbed so many believers because mm-hmm. though they believe the lie. Oh, you can't, well, that was Jesus. You can't be like Jesus. The devil That's, is such a yeah. lie. He said to do what he did. Right. He said to follow him. He said greater works than these you will do. Greater works. Come mm-hmm. on. Now. That's a good, a whole nother conversation. <laughs> greater works. But that means whatever he did, he did to model for us. But people don't understand or what I believe the lie is that's out there is, is as if Jesus modeled something so perfect that we shouldn't even try. When the truth is, Jesus was operating in restraint. Come on. Jesus was restraining himself to model for us things that we could actually do. Come on. Because if Jesus wasn't, Jesus could have turned all the water on earth into wine. Come on. Okay. And turned it back in time for evening bath. Come on. You hear me? Jesus. He could have raised all the dead. He could have raised all of the dead. When he called, you know, I love one preacher went into, I can't remember who this was right now, but he said the miracle when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead is that all the dead didn't get up and come back (laughs) with Lazarus. You know, when he said Lazarus come forth, that's why he had to say his name first so that he wouldn't raise up all the tombs. And I, and, and, and I'm saying it laughing, but the truth is he has so much power having been in the form of God yeah. from eternity past before he manifested on earth. Mm-hmm. He was, he was operating in restraint. So those things were done for our benefit mm-hmm. so that we could see what we're meant to live in, yeah. including this forgiveness yeah. when knowing that Judas was about to betray him, Yeah, I, I, you know, I, having I, dinner with him, washing his feet. That's a whole other deal, man. Washing Judas's feet. Washington, but humanistic forgiveness says call them out. It's all about us, and yeah. that's that's just how the the spirit of this age is. Yeah. The humanistic forgiveness says forgiveness is about two things: either it's getting the pressure off you, which forgiveness does do, uh-huh. or looking better in front of others. Yeah, that's what it's about. Yeah. It's either about well, I'm gonna forgive because I don't want I don't want to be bound to him anymore. Okay, that's true. That's part of forgiveness. But that's the baby, tiny, shallow end of forgiveness in Christianity. Because yeah. it's about more than you just... Yeah. It Forgiveness shouldn't leave you feeling arrogant. If if you forgiving in Christ and you feel more prideful and arrogant, that's probably not, not a Jesus-centered mm-hmm. kind of thing to be going no, with. No, no. The other... Because you're still mad because you're acting arrogant. And that obviously didn't work. And the, or the other side is, I don't want to look bad when I say bad things about them in front of people. Right. So I'll for, pretend to be gracious yeah. and bury these things and try to die to them. Yeah. And really, we end up cutting off whole parts of our soul and growing numb and dull to them mm. and shutting down the ability to trust and to I love was, with on. each I scenario. Just, I was just about to bring up the subject of love. Because of that fake, fake forgiveness. Exactly. Yeah. Because everything that we do in the kingdom bears fruit. Mm-hmm. So in the fruit of the spirit is, you know, love, patience, peace, joy, joy, kindness, gentleness, right, self-control. self-control. So 
if what I'm doing when in in any area in the kingdom, but specifically when it comes since we're talking about forgiveness, if it's not producing fruit mm. of the spirit in my life, yes, I can't call it forgiveness. Yes, if I see that person and instead of love, hate comes out, right. Well, I, I apparently need to get back before the right. throne. I am not finished. Right. <laughs> I am still processing. Right. I need to continue. Now, as much as I want to say there's nothing wrong with that, I also want to say don't hesitate to get back to forgiveness. Yeah. Because I everybody gets it's a process. I'm not I'm not sitting here and saying that the process isn't it isn't supposed to be, you know, had, but people take too much time to get into the process. Mm. They'd rather feel justified yes, in their own flesh. Well, but this is what they did rather than getting straight to the process of loving well and forgiving that individual. Yeah. Because forgiving is, 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 it's like, it's, I forget which, which, um, which person or book or whoever said it, but somebody gave an illustration of uh, probably the beta Satan that forgiveness is a prison. Yeah. Or not unforgiveness is a prison. Unforgiveness is a prison. Unforgiveness is a prison and forgiveness is the key Mm. to unlock yourself from a prison. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it, 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 I've taken that illustration in my life because in my, it's the very much the same way for me. What, because I've been bruised and hurt and beaten in all kinds of physical ways and in, and in emotional ways. You know, uh, in particular, I can think of people that I love dearly talked horribly about me mm. behind my back and never to my face. And even when confronting them about it, they refused to acknowledge how they felt or what they said right. or whatever. And some of those people I just saw. And loved and hugged and blessed, but I never would have been able to if I didn't get before the Lord and really, and because this is not, as much as this is about me being loosed in my heart, this is about the Lord being glorified. I'd say more so the Lord being glorified. Mm -hmm. That unity would be had amongst the saints and people would be one to Christ by my conduct because it looks like him. Yes. And so this picture that I that that that, that wh- whoever said it or I read it so whatever wherever. I think several people have used it so you're safe I'm sure I'm sure I still know who I just like to give reference <laughs> but um but when I was walking through those seasons I would I would literally visualize myself in a prison and say I don't have to sit here yeah I have a key all I need to do is forgive but I'm finding myself weak in putting my key in the keyhole. I don't want to. Yeah. You know, my my spiritual muscles are fatigued right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need help. Mm. You know, yeah. and the deeper the wound, yeah, the harder it is. And I just want to say this because I want to get into some of the because we talked about a lot of basic principles stemming from a very easy, fixable forgiveness you know situation with a coworker, but there are many other situations that are extremely hard for people to forgive. Yeah. And in, that includes molestations and rapes and, um, and, and domestic violence mm-hmm. and, and so uh, many. Parental so, per, abuse. Right. Verbal spiritual abuse, abuse. Spiritual abuse. From pastors and leaders. Even um, being robbed. I mean, sometimes it's a watch yeah. and sometimes it's everything you own. Right. You know, sometimes things like that, that kind of violation. Can right. Be, I, I mean, let me confess my issue with Oklahoma. 
<laughs> okay, so so let me let me tell y'all what happens. What's happened? My entire life, every time I've stepped foot in Oklahoma, something bad has happened. <laughs> every single time. And when we were moving from Kansas City to Los Angeles, I was really trying not to set foot in Oklahoma because it was like I, I it's just it's never treated me well. The first time I went, I stopped off at a gas station just outside of Oklahoma City, and I'm not even lying, y'all. I really thought that I was about to get, you know, you know, uh, beat up or something because I did not look like uh, my my brothers that were in the in a particular gas station, mm. and they were staring at me, looking at me hard and foul. I felt extremely uncomfortable, and it's the exit. I got off at the exit where the trail of tears were. Hmm. So I, I'm looking at the the dichotomy that's I'm in the midst of, and it was palpable that you know it was like hatred was palpable. And then I get back, and on the way back, um, we stop off in Oklahoma City. We're sleeping in a hotel, very nice hotel actually. And um, I mean, it wasn't the Four Seasons, but it no, was, it was a nice. Hotel. But it was a nice hotel. And I we we're, we're in Texas. We we finally drive out of Oklahoma. We're about two hours into the drive. We enter into Texas. It's two hours, right? Or three, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> and only when we get to Texas does somebody say, "Hey, your trailer's open." And sure enough, somebody jacked my TV and jacked a couple of other things. They jacked my fishing poles, a whole bunch of stuff. And and when I tell you, the Lord had to deal with my heart about Oklahoma. <laughs> And he still deals with my heart about Oklahoma every once in a while. So if there's anyone listening from Oklahoma. Oh, I love you. You can extend an olive uh, branch yeah. <laughs> to Pastor Nick and he help the healing process well, continue. Look, no. I, I, look, it's not about people from Oklahoma. I know, I know. many people it's, from Oklahoma. It's just the state has not treated me well. Yeah. And so I was, okay, I know this is like a, kind of a funny story, but y'all, seriously, I was having real issues. Yeah, my for wife, a couple days. My wife will tell you, I was having some real forgiveness problems. Like I was like, Lord, if you would curse that land, like I was like really having problems. And I say, and I'm saying all this because forgiveness uh, doesn't always come easy when violation happens. Violation is a it can be a very deep wound, especially if you know if you've been violated a lot over a span of a life. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know um, one of, I mean, gosh, uh, I know I know many guys that, because I, I generally try to counsel men um, just because I'm a dude and I don't like to, just for being above reproach, I don't like to counsel women alone. I will have my wife with me usually 99% of the time. Unless it's over the phone, and usually I, I will always let my wife know who it is and what what's going on. But uh, man, there's been many men I've counseled that have, um, as a child, been molested, that then have gone into the church seeking the Lord, and that have had to deal with pastors. I know this one guy, man, and I, I won't say his name just because I mean he would wouldn't mind, but uh, I won't say his name just because I haven't asked for permission. But his story is in, is in, it's an intense and powerful. Molested as a child, then goes into the church, is molested in the church by a pastor, his pastor, mm. um, for ten plus years. Then once once he lets known what's gone on in the church, uh, the church goes against him. And tells him that he should have kept his mouth shut. Then ultimately, this pastor ended up in jail, which he should have been. Um, 
But the level of forgiveness that this man has had to walk through is unlike most. But he is, he's in my, and for me, he's one of my forgiveness heroes. And he's one of the kindest, gentlest, sweetest, loving, most offense-free people I've ever met in my life. And it wasn't just a day. It's been three, four years of him walking in forgiveness and asking for help mm-hmm. to deal with all of the things that are going on in his heart regarding what has happened to him over his life. And and it wasn't just some of the molestations that happened, but it was also some other church hurt from other pastors that he yeah. went to go try to get help from that didn't help him. But he never he never attributed that pain and that and that in those issues to God's nature. Mm. And I think that's something else. Yeah. Um, that we as believers need to need to really tackle when we tackle forgiveness. Things that happen that are bad to us aren't because you know there's the well God allowed it. No, this whole God allowed it thing. And I know yeah. this is this is a whole subject. This is a theological issue in the body of Christ. I'm going to say that we are in a fallen world and bad things happen because people choose to do bad things. Yeah. It is not out of the it's not out of the realm of God's sight, but it is but it's definitely uh there's definitely ability and power to bring healing to that wound. Right. So I just want to encourage anybody who's going through deep issues of forgiveness. There is grace from God to walk through it and come out, not just, not just more like him, but truly joyful. Oh, it's just, just like him. <laughs> truly joyful, truly desirous to meet your perpetrator and bless them. And love them. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen overnight. I'm not saying that it happened five years from the day you start to choose to forgive that individual. But there will come a point in in the in the spirit in which you go after it that you will want to meet your abuser again and bless them and do what Romans 12 says: give them something to eat and something to drink. Yeah, there is, um, you know, God's power to bring healing is is activated when we choose to forgive. And it's often the length of time that it takes us to get healed has everything to do with our openness and our willingness to forgive. Not that the emotions are there, but with how willing we are to walk through it. Um, so the speed at which we get healed up, it has so much to do with us because God's power isn't varying from person to person. Yet some people get breakthrough in months that some people it takes years or some people it takes decades. And that's all about um, trusting God and openness and maybe getting the right help, which is why it's important to reach out. And if you reach out and somebody can't handle the degree of pain that you've been through, don't let that discourage you. That's them. That's their lack of experience or whatever it is. Reach out again. Look around for for pastors or leaders or counselors who are uh, Christian counselors who maybe who've helped others in that area. And and another thing I felt led to say so odd because I I never thought of it before this moment. But while you were talking, oftentimes the people with the most pain, Mm -hmm. like the most horrendous thing, sometimes they forgive the best. Yeah. And I think part of the reason for that is they don't have a choice. Right. It's like forgive or become insane. 
Right. Literally. Sometimes the the amount of abusers and, um, you know, I I've known people who've had such vile things happen to them from not only male relatives, but female relatives, grandparent parents, you know, just the kinds of things that we won't go into in detail right now, um, unless the Lord tells me to say it. Okay. Well, I've had friends and loved ones and been and counseled people who have been uh, raped by their father, uh, their uncles, they're raped by their grandparents, who have been forced by their parents to uh, molest their siblings or cousins, who, who have gone from abuser to abuser for 15 years at once, each one not knowing about the prior or knowing and perpetuating on purpose. Um, like my husband said, those who've been abused by people in the church, as well as their families, people in schools, coaches. I mean, the people that should be caring for them betrayed them and violated them. And I know some people disassociate from it. Some people try to use um, a lot of people use drugs and alcohol. You know, it's so easy to judge someone, but you don't know why they gave into a cocaine addiction or why they're constantly drunk or why they're living on the street. And I tell you, what when we have the blessing of having been born again and we get this choice to give it to God or let it take us insane, some people have had the most horrendous things happen. And by patience and faith and working through it with Christ, they're yeah. living so free yeah. that no one would ever guess right. what happened to them. Yeah. And so to you, I want to say, Please say something. Yes. Please begin to tell your testimony because there are people around you who've been through similar things or maybe worse, or maybe they've been through 10% of what you've been through. But you know what? No matter what happened, the worst thing that's ever happened to you is still the worst thing that's ever happened to you. Right. right. Even if, even if it's not nearly as bad as someone somewhere else. Right. And sometimes a person is trying to forgive their spouse for cheating on them, which is a horrible betrayal but when they hear your testimony that forgiveness becomes more easy because of the kind of things that you've had to forgive do you know what i'm saying so i I just want i don't know why but i really felt this prophetic word to like encourage people to begin to talk about say it say it out loud the things that god has helped you to forgive and let go of because they are freedom for others and they're all honestly it just kind of it's more freedom for you as well to see God be glorified through that testimony. No, I, I, amen. I actually just, I mean, that even brings up some stuff for me. Like there's, there's been such lie that it, I don't know how it happened or when it happened or what in the world went on, but somehow testimony got removed from the church. <laughs> I mean, some folks, I mean, we, the largely, especially in the evangelical church, they don't do it anymore. I, that's flabbergasting to me because the word is very clear. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and, and the, the word, word of, of their, their testimony. testimony. And, and I know this sounds so cliche, but don't ever shy away from the power of your testimony. Not just what the Lord has did for you when you got saved, because those are always great stories and you should tell them, but what he's done for you in, in Christ. I mean, the, the miracle of my salvation is a great story. But Lord, the journey in this thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, 
more more people more people are you know for I, it, it kind of it's for me I mean I mean I'll just be honest obviously salvation's always going to be my number one thing right know? that's just that's everybody's number one <laughs> you know because I got delivered from hell <laughs> and where, <laughs> you know, where I was going right yeah. straight to you know straight to on the front line of hey look at I know Jesus you know and I overdid it I'm not gonna lie I don't, I don't know if there's a way to overdo it I just didn't do it very tactfully yes <laughs> I was definitely the bold new believer hey, people who get saved as young adults tend to be yeah quite bold quite bold so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't such a young adult I was 24 that's a young adult you feel old because of your lifestyle. Well, that's right. Let's be clear. Yes, yes. And we can get into the testimony <laughs> right now. But when you think you're not going to live past 18, then, then 24 feels old. <laughs> but what, what I found is like what people are more curious about isn't necessarily how I came in, but how I stayed in. Mm. And and I think and I think that there's so there's so much grace to tell about the grace of God. Yeah. In Christ. To maintain a life, because there are people that I know that are like, man, I just love women too much. You know, I just want to get. You know, it's like, well, bro, let me tell you about my brother right here, right, who had the same exact issue, but allowed the Lord to touch his life hmm. and get delivered, yeah, from cheating on his wife. So why don't you have that testimony talk, right? And and there's and there's power, there's hope, there's grace, there's joy. I mean, there's all. I mean, I love testimonies, mm-hmm. but especially when it comes to this issue of forgiveness, people need to know what the Lord has delivered you from. Yeah, people tell them. Don't be embarrassed. There's no shame in Jesus. Yep. And it doesn't matter how big or how small the offense was, because that small thing could have kept you out of the kingdom. Yeah. Forever. If you just held on to it forever. That's true. So, man, I don't care if it's like, well, he stole my donut. That My donut might have been the, the straw that broke the camel's back. <laughs> right. No, it's like, I can't pay my rent. Right. I can't. I, my car's almost out of gas. Right. I'm almost out of food. And now you stole my donut. Right. I took my last quarters and bought this donut <laughs> and said, this is going to be my, my meal. Right. And you stole my donut. You stole my donut. <laughs> that's it. I'm done. But, but that's how it happens because people keep things inside yeah and it's like no man let that person know who who god is in your life Mm -hmm. and so what if they say you're being religious and yeah what does that even mean it's like get out of here well first of all when church folks use that word religious it's very different right now if you hear the term religious spirit that is a whole nother conversation we don't have that conversation a different thing I'm, i'm just for that i'm gonna put this in uh what are those things called uh, bracket parentheses bra- brackets or tags. whatever <laughs> um please look up the definition of a pharisee given by jesus right which is hypocrisy yes by the way so uh beware of the leaven of the pharisees which, which is, is hypocrisy. hypocrisy so if you'd like to know the depth at which we can expound on that then stay tuned for another podcast but don't let nobody try to tell you Pharisee because you're trying to tell your testimony, please. Right, because pe- a lot most people don't know what a Pharisee even is. No, nah, they don't. And there's so much carnality. We want to put fancy terms on it. You just say you being carnal, dude. Right. Yeah, you're not living by the spirit. Right. That's it's so simple. We we make up fancy words. Right, right. Don't be jealous. Stop gossiping. Don't be stealing. Right. It's really and simple. Anything that would try to rob you of your joy in Jesus, you can you. I can tell you right now, I did not come from heaven. Because <laughs> if I'm being joyful. Mm-hmm. about what the Lord has done for me. Right. And somebody comes in and tries to stomp out my fire. Right. 
I can tell you right now that's not the Lord. Yeah. Now, coming in to correct, to restrain my fire. Right. Like, hey, bro, I love the fact that you're doing X, Y, and Z. Yeah. But there are other people trying to do things. things. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Right. It's like, I love it. Do it. Just do it in this box. This is definitely a different conversation. Right. Because there's a difference between I don't want to offend unbelievers by talking about Jesus and where that's coming from. Right. And why. Um, And that's a whole nother conversation. But the point is, share your testimony. Right. Yes. Because there's people that, that will get free by you sharing your testimony about how you've forgiven and if you open up like right now and say, God, I'm open, you know what? I want to share the testimonies that I have to give about how you have, by your power, carried me through and helped me to forgive. And I'm walking free from from this or that ha- thing that happened to me, no matter how small it is. If you open up and say that prayer to him, God, I'm open to it. You open up, believe me, he'll let you know when the time comes. It can be a conversation with a stranger. It can be someone you know and love. It might be a public place. It might be a church. You know, who knows? But he will let you know when and how to use it because it's powerful. Yeah, I wish I wish we could go. I mean, we could talk about this subject probably for days. Um, I wish we can go a little bit deeper, but I don't want to. Uh, I feel I feel the, the grace to just yeah let it go right now. Um, so I want to take a moment and I want to pray for um, everybody who's dealing with the issue of offense. As a matter of fact. Uh, Kim, PK, mm-hmm. uh, I'd love for you to pray for, for pray folks. Pray for those who need to forgive. Yeah, just to engage in the process of forgiveness. And uh, even as I say that, I, f- I want to encourage you, if you're not a part of our church, um, but you're a part of a community uh, that loves Jesus, go to your local, go to your pastor. You know, uh, get an appointment with uh, one of the pastors in your church or a Christian counselor or somebody, or just a saint you know loves Jesus, and say, I need to deal with this issue of unforgiveness. And, uh, yeah, because you can't do it alone. Right. If you're if you're in the L.A. area, in the general vicinity, you can, um, you can look us up at umichurch.org, or you can email us uh, at um, umichurch at gmail.com and try to set up something if you know that you just need to process through whatever. Um, we're open to that. And I know sometimes churches, if you're not already on the books as a member, they're, they may be less open, but that's not everybody. So reach yeah. out wherever you live. Um, and we there's so much more to talk about with forgiveness. Yeah, there really is. And the so scriptures, there might be a part two if the Lord allows. Yeah, there might be a part two because there's definitely... Some good scripture that we didn't read. No, there's tons. Um, yeah, getting into why the Lord says vengeance is mine. Right. I will repay, and there's so much more. Um, but and there's a lot to forgive. Sometimes we feel like we need to forgive God, and you right. did touch on that. Yeah, not that God can sin, but we feel wronged. Right. We feel offended by something He did or didn't why do. Why didn't you stop it? Um, we need answers, yeah. and and if we just close up in anger. Right. You know, we get right. lost there and it only drifts further out. Yeah. Or we need to forgive ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, most situations are complex and you might need to forgive them and yourself. Right. You know, most in most scenarios, there's more than one person to forgive. So. Yeah. And uh, before before we close out, I just really want to encourage just encourage anybody who's listening um, again. 
there is no shame and condemnation in Jesus. So there's nothing too small. There's nothing too big. But it is something that does need to be addressed. So I, I really wish we could get into the issue of vengeance because the Lord does see and he will repay mm-hmm. everybody for what they've done. And this is a part of our inheritance in, 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 in Christ that we have the ability to forgive so that we can, we can have our portion in him. And, uh, and don't get me wrong. You know, there, there's the word is very clear in, in multiple sections about what happens to those that have hurt uh, the saints. And when I tell you, it's some, some places is the, there's a there's a the darkest place in hell is reserved for those that have, uh, in, in particular, teachers who've done certain who, things who've done certain things to the, to the body. And uh, so there's so much there's so much involved in this. And there's really wish we could go deeper into it. But if the Lord allows, we might do it next week. But um, Pastor Kim, would you go ahead and and close us out in prayer? Yes. God, we we bless your name. I God, I give you praise right now because you are merciful, because you operate in forgiveness. God, you're the one who who brought this to us, God. And we thank you because forgiveness does bring us freedom. And it does allow reconciliation for relationships that need to be mended. And it does allow the power of Christ to shine. And we thank you, God, because you're the greatest forgiver of all. Jesus, you're the one teaching us to forgive. And we know that you have not commanded us to do anything that is other than the way that you already are and the way you already live yourself. And so right now, We thank you for your blood, Jesus, Mm -hmm. the blood of Jesus that's incorruptible, that isn't fading, whose power is active. And so right now I pray for everyone that needs to forgive themselves, that Mm -hmm. needs to forgive themselves for foolish things, for things that we look back and say that was foolish or for sin that we knew was sin. Mm -hmm. God, even for mistakes that we couldn't foresee, but we still have a hard time forgiving ourselves for them. God, I just... I I speak peace to each one of them in Jesus' name. That the power of the blood of Jesus is powerful and active. Apply to that sin. Apply to those mistakes, those failings right now in Jesus' name. Hmm. God, I pray for... um, Yeah, I don't know. I I just keep feeling this pull to forgiving ourselves for past failings. Mm Mm-hmm. And and everyone, there's a like a voice that keeps going up. Maybe people that were accusing you, or lying voices that spoke these negative words about identity, and they just, it just keeps replaying. And you add to that memories of times where you messed up. Mm-hmm. And I just pray God that you would loose grace for forgiveness, for self forgiveness in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. That we would trust you. That you remove from us our sins, as far as the east is from the west that you throw them into the sea of forgetfulness if we will just confess. And I pray that you would lead each one in confessing whatever they need to confess and receiving your forgiveness, God, in Jesus' name. And Lord, I I thank you for your grace, for your blessing that you enable us to see ourselves. Holy Spirit, that you are like a light shining within us and you show us our heart. Mm 
and our mind and what's going on with us that we're disconnected from. And so God, right now, I pray for everyone that's listening. If there are areas of unforgiveness, of forgiving others, of forgiving maybe even whole people groups or organizations, God, I pray that you would shine your light in us right now, that you'd show us each one, each one exactly what it is, who we need to forgive. Bring it back to our memory because Lord, even if it's out of our mind, it's not out of our heart and it's still reproducing a bitter fruit in our life. So I pray God that you would shine the light on it and cause us to know what we need to forgive. Well, I pray that you release dreams, visions, scriptures, whatever it is that we need to see it, Holy Spirit, reveal it. And I pray in that moment when it's revealed, your power would come upon us and give us the grace to walk through into forgiveness that we would choose it first with our will and then have faith in God to see that our emotions and our thoughts begin to line up with that choice that you empowered us to make with our will. And I just thank you God for the, for the power to forgive that comes from your spirit. And I thank you for calling us into forgiveness and right now, God, I just, I feel let it pray for the very hard heart that knows what the forgiveness is. You, we know we need to let it go. And that hard heart that just says, no, I can't, I won't. It's just hard around it. God yes. declare there is power in the name of Jesus yes. to break every chain, to break every wall and to replace that heart of stone with a heart that is soft and tender to the will of God and the voice of God. And I pray God right now for the hard hearted that you would break through, mm -hmm. that you would pierce it with your light. God, the voice of God would crush that wall right now in Jesus name by your power, God, because of your love, because your love is stronger than whatever hate or fear or pain that we have that's caused us to harden up. God, we pray breakthrough for the ones who've been so hard, so hurt that their hearts are hard now. And God, we thank you for this, for really this gift of forgiveness. May it be manifest completely in each of our lives, allowing us to be even more filled with the spirit, more led by you to do good and to be used by you in our life. And, and God, most of all, they would just glorify you that it would glorify Jesus and it would lead to the salvation of souls and the healing and restoration of many as you glorify yourself through us and through our testimony. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you have any questions or you'd like to respond in any way, you can do so through our website at umichurch.org. And uh, there's a contact us section. Go there. Um, as well as uh, there's Bible study notes. If you're not in our area, you can still uh, study on your own with the, the, the notes that we have regarding whatever subject matter we're teaching. So we love you. We bless you. We say thank you, Lord, for each one of you. And uh, we can't wait for next week. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.